are listening to the Plano Pulse, a Plano Chamber podcast keeping you in tune with the heartbeat of the local business community. It's time for the Plano Pulse. Thank you for joining us for Plano Pulse. I'm Kelly Marcellus, President and CEO of the Plano Chamber. And I'm Lisa Smith, 2020 Chair of the Board for the Plano Chamber. This podcast is brought to you by WorkSuites. Hi, this is Kelly from the Chamber, here to let you know about our twice-weekly business bulletin. News articles, statistics, and reports are everywhere we look these days, and it can be overwhelming to know where to start. So we are curating the most critical information regarding COVID-19's impact on our local business community and sharing it with our members. Keep up to date with our business bulletin updates published on Mondays and Thursdays on the Chamber Buzz blog. Visit planochamber.org blog to learn more. So I'm very excited to introduce you to today's guest, Flip Howard, CEO of WorkSuites, our presenting sponsor. Flip is a 19-year veteran of the co-working industry and a leader in the rapidly growing market sector. In 2001, Flip founded Meridian Business Centers and rebranded it as WorkSuites in 2018 to reflect the direction the industry was heading and his company's transformation from an executive suites brand to a full-service co-working operation. The hallmark of a WorkSuite space is its infectious blend of entrepreneurial energy and productivity. The concept has been a hit in the crowded co-working industry, and the company is growing quickly despite fierce competition. Again, we're so proud to say that WorkSuites is the presenting sponsor of Plano Pulse. Flip, thank you for your support and for joining us today. Thanks so much for having me. Well, glad you could join us today, Flip. Why don't we start by you giving us an overview of WorkSuites and the services that you provide to your customers? Sure. We're a uh, flexible workspace provider, kind of in style, halfway between like a Regis and a WeWork, if you're familiar with those brands. Uh, We offer private offices, both for individuals and for teams. Uh, We also offer virtual offices for people who office from home. And then we offer what we call hybrid co-working memberships for people who need office part of the time and office, you know, elsewhere the other part of the time. We mentioned in your introduction that WorkSuites that we know today evolved over the years from when you first founded the company as Meridian Business Centers in 2001. But what is it that attracted you to the executive suites business? So right out of college, uh, we started a pickup and delivery laundry and dry cleaning service, and we officed in an executive suite. So we were a tenant first, and uh, the industry at that time was going through a change and uh, we noticed that the suite that we were in, and it turned out a lot of others too, were really not adapting with that. And we saw an opportunity of a business kind of failing where it should be succeeding. And so we bought out our landlord and we were right and it worked and the, the pivots and the changes that we made worked. And so then we bought a second one and then a third one and then a fourth one. And I think our first seven or eight were that way. We're buying old executive suites. And then the last you know, 13 or 14 we've done have been starting from scratch. But that's how we got our foot in the business was by being a tenant and then buying out our landlord. Well, that's great. Sounds like you have that entrepreneurial spirit. Well, how did you start out? Yeah, so we I've never actually had like a job or a right. boss. In high school, I, uh, I had a, a business partner for a long time. We painted addresses on curbs in high school, and we started an indoor advertising business in college. And then right out of college, we had a pickup and delivery laundry and dry cleaning service that did college campuses around Texas uh, and then got into the executive suites or co-working business back in 2001. You're been doing like, it ever since. You're the you're the ultimate entrepreneur here. <laughs> I was, and now I feel like I'm boring. I've been doing the same thing for 20 years now, but it's it's great. It's a good business to be in, and the business itself, you know, has been changing too. So it's it's kind of you know it's kind of like being in a fresh business every every five or ten years in this business because it changes a lot. Well, so how have you seen it change and evolve? 
the business model itself is basically based on buying large blocks of space for large amounts of time and then chopping it up to smaller amounts of space and smaller amounts of time and selling it, you know, at a premium for people who need either less than, you know, full floor of space or less than 10 years of term. So the, the core of the business, which is that, hasn't really changed. It's always been that and it always will be that. And it'll always be a market for people who need smaller amounts of space and more flexibility for shorter terms and they'll be willing to pay a premium for that. But the business has changed a lot in what it looks and feels like and what the added benefits in addition to just office space that they're offered. So in the 90s and early 2000s, uh, really 80s and 90s and very early 2000s, it was primarily a, a, a secretarial service business in addition to being office space. So it was a lot of secretaries typing documents for people in the back who didn't use their own computers and things like that. Then around the turn of the century, it changed into being almost like a technology and like communications business. That's when we got into it, when it was changing from a secretarial business to a business that was about telephone infrastructure and fax machines and copy machines and video conferencing and a lot of that kind of stuff that normal people couldn't afford for themselves, but you could do shared use of. And then probably 10 years ago or so, it, it's been shifting over the last 10 years away from the telecom side and more into just community and what you think of when you think of co-working. And so now the, the value proposition for uh, most people is that it's office space plus community. So. We've really seen the industry blow up a lot here in the last recent year, a few years. Did you foresee that back then? Or what do you think are some of the factors that really attributed to this? You know, I, I can't say that I uh, foresaw it. Again, I think the, f the factor that has contributed to it the most, people tend to think of it with the rise of WeWork, you know, since about 2010. And WeWork obviously uh, did a better job than anybody at, at market awareness and really making the world aware of, of what we do. But we, a lot of people equate WeWork's rise to um, basically bringing beer kegs and ping pong tables to the office, like that's somehow what made this industry go. And it's really not. It's um, obviously having fun at the office or having natural light in an office or having a not depressing office is not a new concept. And wanting to interact with those at the office is not a new concept. What's really changed in the last 10 years is just people's and the, and the market's expectations for uh, kind of the sharing economy, the rent versus buy, the flexibility. You know, people are just less likely now to want to sign up for something for 10 years or have a fixed amount of headcount for a number of years. And they're, they're more than ever and increasingly so willing to pay a premium for flexibility. So again, flexibility is the basically the main value that the business offers. Well, speaking of growth, tell us a little bit how you've expanded over the years. I think you have 20, 20 locations, 20? 20 yeah, we have, I think, 21 open right now with two more coming. Yeah, we've... Um, in, in DFW and Houston. DFW and Houston, right. correct. And we've been, we've done a little differently than most. I would say our, our growth has been slow and steady, you know, a couple per year, a handful per year. Some years it's one or two, some years it's four or five, depending on the kind of economic cycles. We're very conservative in our growth approach and our financing approach. We don't use debt. I don't have any private equity. We don't, you know, it's just me and one partner. We don't, you know, take on other uh, equity. And I think that's allowed us to just be really steady. Uh, we probably could have grown faster. Uh, but, I, you know, I worry a little bit about, especially in a downturn, like apparently the one we're now in as of the last couple of months, you know, some of these new ones that have exploded and grown so fast uh, without really getting their feet under them. You know, I think the, the market is uh, maybe rightly worried about some of that. What criteria do you use when you're scouting potential locations? You have uh, three in Plano. What brought your company to Plano? And do you have any potential locations that you're, you're looking at for the future? 
Yeah, I wish I could say that it required, you know, a whole lot of uh, real Nostradamus type uh, expert ability to predict where things are headed, but it's really not very complicated. Our business, because of our model, which is we sign, you know, 10-year leases in markets that are already ready and hot now, we don't really need to predict where things are going to head. We just go where it's already <laughs> hot, you know, and Plano is obviously hot and has been for a while. We, um, we had a location at, in West Plano along the Toro. They've been full for since we opened in 07 for 13 years. And so it was kind of a no brainer to do another one in Plano. And our, we opened one in Legacy last year and it you know, filled up faster than any location we've ever opened has. For us, the, the expansion thing is more about finding the right building than the right market. The right markets are obvious. You know, you want to be in Uptown, you want to be in Plano, you want to be in South Lake, that sort of thing. Um, finding the right building is more of the, uh, I guess, art of it for us. Um, we're always looking for buildings. We're more, I, I say we're like a, we're like a Lexus, you know, we're not a Bentley or a Ferrari, but we're not a Kia, you know, we're kind of, and so we're looking for that building. We're looking for the building that's at a right price point where we can pass that value along, but still have a, a really prestigious building where you're happy to bring your clients. And then I believe, did you ask about future locations yeah. we're looking at? Yeah, we, we've got, so we have one opening in Allen this month. Uh, we have one opening in South Lake in August. Um, and then next year, I think we will open one in Frisco and uh, maybe downtown Dallas. After that, probably um, we looked at McKinney and, you know, a few other areas. We've got, I believe, there's 16 in DFW now. We'd like to get to 20 to 25 in, in DFW and then, um, you know, hit more cities. Is there an average size? Do you have an average number of offices per location or does it vary with each community? We do. It varies a little bit, um, sometimes based on the community, sometimes based on just the size of the building. Uh, they're usually between 20 and 35,000 square feet, which is anywhere from 75 to 150 private offices. And then, you know, those 75 to 150 uh, small companies share use of obviously all the facilities, kitchens and coffee lounges and conference rooms and reception area and all that kind of stuff. We have more questions for Flip, including his predictions for the future of the co-working industry, especially with a global pandemic disrupting pretty much everything. But first, let's take a quick break and a message from his company and the presenting sponsor of Plano Pulse Work Suites. If you're trying to work from home and not getting the job done, move your offices to Work Suites. Work Suites shared offices are designed for privacy, productivity, and professionality. Their turnkey offices are move-in ready and equipped with meeting rooms, co-working spaces, full-service coffee lounge, and the latest IT infrastructure. They take care of all the office details so you can focus on running your business. Contact WorkSuites.com or call 888-312-WORK to check out one of their three Plano locations or 15 DFW area locations. That's 888 888- 312-WORK or WorkSuites.com. Well, welcome back to Plano Pulse. We're joined today by Flip Howard, CEO of WorkSuites. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. So we mentioned this before the break, and as we all know, COVID-19 has caused many traditional offices to institute work-from-home policies and stagger their staffing to help maintain physical distancing. It seems likely that this time will drastically alter how we view the traditional workspace. How do you see this impacting co-work- the co-working industry in the future? 
Yeah, that's that's the hot question right now that everybody's talking about, at least Not in my industry. Not to put industry. you on the spot here right Pro off the bat. No, it's good. I mean, that's that's what everybody's interested in in every industry. I would say, like, right now, immediately, you know, we've already changed our product menu and a lot of things, and I don't think we'll ever go back. Our, our co-working offering, uh, we no longer offer hot desks and dedicated desks. Uh, those are typically in a, you know, in a big, crowded sort of bullpen sort of a room where there's a lot of people bouncing in and out of the same desk and kind of sardine can, elbow to elbow, type offices, which I think for the foreseeable future is, you know, is dead. Uh, our co-working offering is called hybrid co-working, which is, it's a blend of private office time and what we call daily desk use, which is where you get to reserve a desk for the whole day. And that desk is, those desks are uh, interspersed out throughout the whole center. So it won't, it's not just one room of a whole bunch of desks together. So uh, we're doing a lot of things like that, that are, that are going to, um, be popular now in the short run while social distancing is still a you know of paramount importance to everybody but i think even in the long run after this passes um there there are some things that this work from home experiment um has caused that will be kind of permanent changes and I think part of that is a lot of the, the themes that I'm reading about and hearing that make a lot of sense to me are things like, you know, again, flexibility, but also like a distributed workforce and uh, workspace variety, things like that. So I think there'll be a lot of people who want to work from home sometimes, from the corporate main campus sometimes, from a coffee shop sometimes, from a co-working space sometimes. And so we're developing products that allow... I guess you could basically call it like part-time office space to, to enable that. We also have seen a real dramatic increase in virtual office um, sales and, and inquiries. Uh, a virtual office is basically uh, a supplement to a home office. So if you want an office out of your home, but you still want a, a professional business presence, a mailing address, you know, a building that you can actually show as your corporate headquarters where you can receive packages, you can come hold meetings in a conference room, they can answer your phones, things like that. Um, we've seen a lot of that as a lot of people are just moving from full-time working from home. Well, and to follow up on Kelly's question, I know safety is a top priority for all businesses today. So what kind of policies and procedures have you put into place at WorkSuites to ensure that the safety of your staff and your clients? Yeah, well, you know, I get there's there's all the obvious stuff that everybody's doing with, you know, physical distancing and separating. <laughs> Unfortunately, in my space, it directly costs me money. But I know that does that for a lot of other industries, too, you know, restaurants and, and hospitality and things like that. But so we're doing a lot of that, the physical spacing, actual physical dividers, reducing physical touch points, extra cleaning, sanitization, you know, those obvious things like that. Things that are specific to my business or our industry, we're doing a couple things, again, to support the remote work, people working from home, people who are uh, only using the office part-time, like as a headquarters. Uh, we do, uh, we're doing a lot more than ever of mail forwarding, where people receive their mail at our place, but they, we just digitally scan it and email it to them so they, don't have, so they can you know, not have to come in as often. We do a lot of phone forwarding, where their business phone line is answered by our people, and then we transfer it to their cell phones or their home office phones or however they're they're doing that. So a lot of things to um, allow for people to work, to, to use our office as a headquarters, but not be there all the time. And again, a lot of these things we talked about, about part-time offices and the hybrid co-working, uh, we're allowing a lot of our people who had a fixed amount of space for a fixed amount of employees to change that and to have either more space to allow more distancing or less space because some of their people are going to work from home now. And so there's a lot of kind of jockeying around and kind of playing the shell game with, with who goes where to allow for the, the right setup because this is changing the way that most companies are, are working. Well, I, I find the hybrid co-working interesting because I think 
you know, working from home is great, but at some point you want to get out and you want to be with other with other people. So I, I like that that uh, option of being able to you know to work outside of your your home a couple of days a week or, or yeah and you know it's been interesting for me because i you know i've been in this business so i go to the office and i have a bunch of kids so working from home doesn't work that great for me but i have found certain things i'm better at at home and certain things i'm terrible at at home and i think that again is one of the things that i really like uh i shouldn't say like about it but one of the silver linings that'll come out of all this i think is I think you'll see a lot of the more open, collaborative, you know, co-working stuff kind of maybe fade into you know, a fad of the past, and you're going to see more of a a um, a focus on private, productive, professional workspace. Like, where am I most productive? And sometimes I'm most productive for some things in a crowded room or in a Starbucks or at my home or in my backyard by my pool. Sometimes, though, I want to have two screens in front of me and headphones on and a real keyboard. And, and you know, so there's just different projects. There's I've been reading a lot about some stuff called like activity-based workspaces, where there you know there are certain functions that you perform better in certain settings. And so we're trying to do all we can to just enable people to be their most productive and work when they're working and play when they're playing, you know, and if you can spend less time working and more time playing, but be more productive while you're working, then that'd be great for everybody. That's really interesting. There's a real science behind that. Yeah. I, I'm, I wish I was a scientist. We're just kind of, you know, figuring it out as we go here that it, it feels, it's funny. It feels like um, everything we did two or three months ago was like irrelevant. And then what we think we had it all figured out 30 days ago. And now that feels like six months ago and probably whatever we're doing right now is going to feel like ancient history six months from now. It's, it's been uh, an interesting last few months to be sure. So you mentioned before we started recording that you have a large family. Yeah, uh, you have seven children, correct? I do, seven kids. Yeah. Awesome. So how has the how has the working from home or some of the stay at home if impacted your family at home? Yeah, home life has been amazing. It's you know, it's been really hard on the business, and it's been uh, I've been working too much and more than I would than I would like. But uh, it's been great having my my two oldest are in college and having them home for the last three months. It's been like a constant Christmas break. It's been great, and you know, all dinners together and not needing all the you know, shuffling from activity to activity, you know, home life's been awesome. Working from home is interesting. Again, there's some pros and cons, and I, I will probably end up doing it instead of 0% of the time on the other side of all this, you know, 10 or 20% of the time on the other side of all this. Um, I thought that it was going to be really distracting for me, and I wasn't going to be able to get any work done. Turns out the other way around, my wife is dying for me to get out of the house because she said, you know, this, the home has always been such a peaceful, happy, joyful little place, and you stress us all out with your high intensity and you're always you know walking through in a hurry and on the phone and you know can you just please go back to the office <laughs> yes i had a i had a fun conversation with somebody that said i've been quarantined at home with six people and i'd like to trade mine in for six new people now <laughs> i yeah. think we all have little levels of that somewhere <laughs> for sure Okay, so my other question is, can you talk a little bit about some of the benefits that companies receive utilizing a work, uh, a place like WorkSuites and some of the benefits from business to business that they might see being part of that co-working space? Sure. I think, obviously, co-working or shared workspace is not ideal for every company. Generally, if you're less than, call it, 10 employees, it's always the most cost-effective way to go. Once you get more than 10 employees, it still can be the, a smart move for you, but you'll be paying a little premium for flexibility. 
um, <clears throat> as far as for small businesses, why it almost always makes sense, it's because of the, sh the amount of space you need is just so much less. Not only do you have more flexibility and you don't have to sign a long-term lease and you don't need real estate attorneys and real estate brokers and, you know, tenant improvement construction management and all that kind of stuff. You just have a turnkey office ready to go. Uh, also, you need so much less space because all of the, you know, again, the, the big impressive reception area, the conference rooms, the, the infrastructure for the internet and the, you know, coffee lounge and all that kind of stuff is all shared. And that way you don't have to build all of that into your own space. As far as which type of flexible workspace provider, which type of co-working company to go with, that's really, it's becoming, and this is really a good thing, it's becoming almost like your choice of restaurants. You know, you can pick, if, you know, if you want McDonald's for this or, you know, Bob's, you know, Steakhouse for this. Um, our niche is always, you know, private, productive, professional. So our um, wheelhouse is people who are looking for a more grown-up, uh, we are not a bring-your-dog-to-work beanbag and pool table, you know, kind of a place um, where we have most of our people have clients come visit them at the office. Uh, we say we're about our brand. I'm sorry, we're about your brand, not ours. Meaning when you come to our office, you don't see our logo all over the place. It's more about the companies that office with us. But there are other companies that are better, who do what I do, who are better for people who, you know, have different needs for that. There, there are some that are more uh, communal and open and collaborative and for a lot of um, kind of artistic types maybe who want to just bounce ideas off of strangers and, and serendipitously interact with more strangers throughout the day. Uh, and then there are some that are on the other end of the spectrum where it's just a dark hallway of doors and you want, you don't want to talk to anybody else. You want to just go down and shut your door and not see anybody. You know, we're, we're kind of in the middle. Flip, what if you have a client that has special needs um, that wants, you know, a specific setup? Are you able to cater to, to those type of requests? Oh, for sure. We Our offices can come furnished or unfurnished. Um, I mean, the answer is always yes to everything, basically. You know, about two-thirds of the people use one of our standard furniture setups that we have, and we have what's called a team layout and a professional layout, depending on whether you're going to have multiple employees just getting work done or whether you're going to have clients in your office. Um, but like the other third don't fit into one of those boxes. I mean, we have photography studios and masseuses and lots of therapists and all sorts of random, you know, when you go, if you were to go into the, to the office on a Saturday and open all the doors, you'd be amazed at the variety of, you know, all the different types of businesses that are in there and the different types of things they, they do in there. We've gotten some really strange requests. Um, I, you, know, you put me on the spot. I can't remember which ones we've said no to. There's been a few we've had to say, you know, no, that's a little too weird. But, <laughs> but generally, the answer is always yes. Yeah. One of my favorite things about being in this business is just watching, just kind of the the American entrepreneurial wheels turn and all the different business, all the different niches that get filled by these really, really interesting entrepreneurs. It's really, it's really cool. The variety of businesses you never knew this type of business even needed to exist. It's really cool. So, Flip, you, you brought WorkSuite so far from where it began. Can you tell us a little bit more about where you would like to take the company in the future? Maybe say what you expect to see in the next three to five years? Sure. Yeah, I, I mean, long, long run, I would love, because of what I was just talking about, about how I believe that getting your best work done um, and being your most productive matters. And, and I really feel like if I had... 20 work suites in every city in America, like American GDP would be higher. Like I really feel like we need uh, productive workspace, you know, to, to be more of it. I'm not because of, you know, like, again, we talked about in the past, the kind of slow and steady growth plan. I'm not going to be in every city in America in the next five years. We'll be uh, in DFW in Houston. We're going to finish building out those markets fully over the next year or two. Uh, 
and then we will go to some other uh, similar markets, probably Denver, Atlanta, Phoenix, will be in the you know the next steps for our growth. Okay, so if you're game, before we wrap up, we're going to ask you a little bit of rapid fire questions. Are you ready? Why not? Okay. Key tool in your office. Key tool in my office. I actually like a pen and paper. I'm an old school pen and paper guy. Yeah. Favorite movie? Gosh, um, Christmas Vacation. <laughs> I love that one. Favorite place to eat out or a restaurant? Um, anywhere traveling local cheap street food that you can only get there. Well, then in that vein, first place you'll travel when you can do that again. Gosh, Italy. My wife is a big, if we could take 20 trips anywhere, my wife will let me decide for one of them, but the other 19 is Italy. So she, you know, we'll be back there as soon as we can. And what's your favorite thing about Plano or DFW in general? I think it's just a really neat place and that you've got the best of both worlds. You have the family-friendly, smiley people, um, old school thing going on, but you also have this modern, contemporary, million things to do, uh, energy, activity, like of a New York City, and it, it, I think it's perfect. It's like a really big, small town. <laughs> that's, a, that's a much more eloquent way of saying that, <laughs> oh, exactly. Great. <laughs> okay, well, that's about all the time we have for today. Flip, thank you so much for being a part of the podcast, um, not only as a guest, but as our sponsor and all of the insights you gave us today into the co-working industry. Um, I know I learned a lot. Lisa, I'm sure you learned some things I too. I did too. Thanks, thanks for giving us the inner workings of, of work suites. We, we mentioned your name each week, so we're glad to, to hear more about it. Well, good. I appreciate y'all having me and I enjoyed it. If you want to join WorkSuites as a Plano Pulse sponsor and get your business in front of our listeners, contact the Plano Chamber to learn more. Thanks again for tuning into Plano Pulse. Let us know what you think, share with your friends and colleagues, and as always, be sure to tune in for our next episode. Hey everyone, Kelly Marcellus here, your president and CEO of the Plano Chamber. Are you looking to kickstart your Friday morning with dozens of local business owners and professionals? Set your alarm and join us for our weekly business interchange meetings for virtual networking worth waking up early for. Meetings are held at 7.30 a.m. every Friday morning on Zoom. Join us and share your 30-second commercial promoting your business and be the first to hear what's going on with other local businesses. Visit planochamber.org to learn more, and we'll see you next Friday. Music.